0: ladies we got a special guest Mika Cooney who is an amazing author she has on her 10th book this is an amazing interview to just um soak and remember that God's just not done with all the things that he is growing in us and there's often more to keep putting out so I hope that this encourages you where you are and where you might be going and what's still next new improved Kendra D. Carol podcast with ministry makers God's Yes Girls. He stood in a box
1: in the middle of the city and he claimed he had a dream. Hey, Mamika Cooney. Thanks for joining me today. Oh, thanks so much, Kendra. I'm so excited to be here. This has been fun. Oh, it's nice to put a face to a name because, you know, we so, we feel so like anonymous online, right? We just have yeah. a face and we have, we're have like, well, who is this person? So I'm excited to get to know you and, you know, share uh, our stories because I'm sure we have a lot to talk about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so excited about all the ways that I think that God's going to take this interview right now. Um, Right now, before I miss the big point, you have a book coming out.
1: Yes, book yeah, Yeah. book number ten, and I I can definitely get into that whole story. Writing books is like having babies, and for us, my mom is out there. You know exactly what I mean. All exciting, and then the nausea sets in, and then you got to birth this thing, and then you got to raise it. So fun times.
0: (laughs) Yes, and I really want to dive into as much as like we might need to meet again. Like right now, my brain's already like, ooh, I should talk about that. Ooh, I should talk about that. (laughs) Even in our pre-introductions, but you were curious how I found you. Um. A long time ago, about, let's see, my daughter is seven. So seven years ago, you did an online, maybe Bible study or just encouragement time. And it was right before your book, Warrior to Warrior was coming out.
1: And uh,
0: do you remember doing something online and you had people sign up and it was just, it was I'm always doing
1: something online and I can't even remember what it was. (laughs) I'm just always putting stuff out there. That's why I'm always, I love to be able to connect the dots and figure out how people
0: Right. You know, well, man, I, I can't even remember if it was a zoom. Cause all I remember is turning off my video or just having you on audio. And I, I always make intention when I'm doing laundry to do something nice during laundry. Cause I don't sit still well. So that is my like soak in a podcast, almost like back when we used to watch friends or something. And you look forward to that series coming <laughs> and you're going to stay up really latent full laundry to soak in some good friend time I've changed that into like a Bible study soaking just like don't bother Mom right now I'm a homeschool mother of four and wow. so I remember and, and so I know it was a certain time that always happened it wasn't something I could go to pre-recorded like I had to sign up and be a part of what you were doing and um and so like at that 10 o'clock hour on California side I was like, mom time out. <laughs> I'm <laughs> um, Listen to Mamika, she's gonna pour over me and I'm not doing anything else. And um, the cool thing for my story is that at that time I didn't know, I, I was kind of writing a book on the side, but I really didn't know that's, that's not what I wanted my calling to be. <laughs> I was like, I do, again, I don't sit still well. <laughs> I want to talk. I want to do whatever. So Yeah, you had done this Bible study. It really poured over me, and it had inspired me that that that's something that works. That 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 was intentional for me. And so, like, I tell people, you know, when I did my podcast, I'm like, I remember this time. I listened to Mameika. That's awesome. Like, I'm not telling you set aside life. I'm telling you drive and listen. Do your laundry and listen. Like. God knows a woman is busy and he will soak where you are at. So put it in where you're at. So I appreciate that you put all the things out there. And I hope that's encouragement to you. Oh, I
1: appreciate it. Cause I always feel like I'm, I'm me myself i right now in this little corner of my house. I don't oh, get I out still. much. And you know, like I've, I've also, I'm a mom of three kids and the youngest is now almost 13. Insert our role, you know what that's like. And, you know, so we keep doing these things. And I think, especially for us Christian women, we like, we feel like we're pouring and pouring and pouring. And we like, hello, is anybody listening? Like you do your thing and you don't really see validation and you don't see results. I mean, I even this morning was listening to a prophetic word about, you know, where you, what you see and what, what you were promised haven't come to fruition. And I'll admit I'm the first one. I very recently had a pity party with God. I'm like, God, you've said these things. And why am I not seeing it? I want receipts. Like, hello, these promises of long ago aren't coming to pass. Like, what am I doing wrong? I feel like I'm doing all the things like help, you know, and it can get very, very disappointing. And you know, you can get, especially when there's delay and distraction, um, You know, it can really leave you like hope deferred, right? And that can really feel heavy, especially when you feel like things aren't moving and you do the things and you just t- like see a tiny little blump and then it like goes away. So I hope today can be an encouragement that even though we are in our own little corners of the world, we don't really know what seeds we're planting and when they come to fruition. So I've had to remind myself every day just to plant it and walk away. I can't stand yeah. and stare at the seed. I like to look at it and say, okay, how about now? How about now? How about now? How about now? I'm not we very are patient. two of the
0: same. We are two of the same. Um, I had a vision of trying to understand this whole like you feel like you're talking to yourself and you're just in this little corner. And God was like, start seeing it like Charlie's angels. You send some on missions, but they never actually see Charlie. <laughs>
1: yeah. Know? That's it's a just- good way of putting it. I love the <laughs> you know? Marvel superhero type of things. I'm totally. Ad- identify with Wonder Woman and her her whole journey of wanting to be where she's not yet and trying to get ahead of God. And he's like, sorry, no shortcuts. I'm like, but I know, you know, that whole like angst, especially for us women who have fire. Like I was born with fire. Like, why not now? Like, how about now? How about now? Very impatient. So I understand when you say you can't sit still, God's like, oh my gosh, will you just be quiet? Just
0: (laughs) so your book unstick your mind's coming out and I want to cover really fast about how much we need to puzzle together as Christians in this in this space and in this networking and um obviously I was like oh my gosh Mamika just wanted an interview with me (laughs) (laughs) so funny so you know you're my like somebody's noticing kind of in this world too um (laughs) It's so cute, <laughs> but I have a course that really is about the same thing, uh, about getting unstuck. But the thing that I wanted to bring out in this is that the warfare doesn't quit just because you read a book, just because you did a course, just because you're trying to move in the calling, you're on book number 10. It doesn't quit. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, We need all the reminders, all the different ways that God is saying the same thing to come together, to power up and keep moving forward. So right before I got on this call with you, you're like, dude, I do communion before I do that stuff. And I'm like, tell me more about that.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Well, I'll tell you, where do we start? Right. It's one of those things like, I, um, I don't know when this podcast will go live, but what I find is oftentimes when you're the closest to your breakthrough, you have the biggest warfare. And back in the day, when I had my mind was a hot mess I would just have a total hessy pit and a pity party and oh my god, god there's a you know the whole woe is me thing and now I just get fierce now I'm like you ain't gonna work I'm not gonna let you put me off like yesterday I was meant to do a live oh well, I was on a live interview and just as I about to introduce myself I hear this huge gigantic explosion and the power cuts out and then subsequently I learned that there was like some power transformer only on my street with my neighbor to my left and to my right I'm like Oh, not today, Satan. Mm-mm-mm. So I'm like, I'm not gonna let these little foxes, you know, steal vine and mess with my peas. But, but back in the day I would have really lost it. So I'll be honest and say I have to keep reminding myself, Lord, like help me, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. And especially when I feel like there's breakthrough coming and you're pushing through to do something hard. Um, I know I sin every day, which is why now I have bought bought myself a little box of those, you know, this disposable cup communion thingies. And I have one right where every morning I'm like, okay, here we're doing, we're doing this again because yesterday you messed up again and we're not going to take yesterday's junk into tomorrow. So, and I know I'm, you know, I feel very strongly responsible for the things that I do and say, and uh, I'm just want to make myself available for the Lord as a, as a clean vessel. So I need to make sure whatever junk I need to get out the way. Um, And it did take me a hot minute to learn that, that sometimes it's not God, it's us and he's waiting for us. So it's all part of the getting ready. And like we alluded to the fact we were talking about, like a, how I love Wonder Woman. And the other night I, I rewatched the movie, the second version, where it talks about her and when she's younger and she's trying to train in the beginning, and then she kind of cheats along the way, and then just before she gets to the finish line, her aunt pulls her back and says, "You're not ready." And I, I took screenshots of this movie, no joke, because this is how God speaks to me. It's you need to be reminded again. That's not that's the truth is. You will be ready when the, the truth will reveal itself to yourself when you are ready, but you're not ready yet. So you just got to be re- patient enough to wait for the time and be, you know, faithful with the little. I mean, even though we plant the seeds, we're like, oh, I'm so long is this going to take. And, you know, it can be very frustrating. But one thing I, I really feel strongly about is in, in this kind of season of the waiting is it's very easy to birth an Ishmael. And I have done this myself. I have pushed, trying to get ahead of God, like okay, God, I know you said this. So I think I'm going to just help you a little and kind of like do this thing. And then what happens is you have to maintain this thing and it becomes exhausting. So I, I've learned just to sort of dig my heels in and just go slow. Like I have a saying in um, what I talk about with Unstick Your Mind is you have to slow down to speed up. So coming back to the the book you mentioned and the reason why I think this is, is significant and it's c- kind of awesome that you found me during what Warrior to Warrior because that was my first, Like I've written other books before that, but that was my testimony of my story of how God was really working in me. And for those who don't know the story, it's basically, um, I talk a lot about how I grew up, but as well as it, the, the catalyst was for me having a complete breakdown and burnout. I, ha- I was doing all the things, getting ahead of God, doing my thing, pushing, pushing, pushing until the wheels fell off the bus. And it really forced me to stop and reflect on my life and what I was doing. And God took me through a deep inner healing process. And I um, I wrote it as a journal. And then he asked me to write a book and share it. And I was like, oh, you say what? I don't want anybody to know my junk. Like, that's ill. Like, no, why? But I've just learned to not fight God with the process. And subsequent to that, it's been five years since I published that book. I, I even dove even deeper into what does this mean? So it's kind of like there's layers, right? And as I got deeper and deeper, I'd realized, a lot of my mess was my thinking. I had this old programming from the way I was raised to the beliefs I had by the experiences I had. And as I started to go deeper and deeper, I'd realize that you know what God means about renewing a mind daily. And I'm like, well, this stuff is true. And I wouldn't be surprised if that event that you said you connected with me was the mindset makeover because that one has really had its own legs and um, it's really resonated with people is because we aren't taught this in church and we aren't taught this in life is to take control of your thoughts it sounds cute. And there's a Bible verse, you know, Romans 12 too, but what does that mean? And what does that look like? So over the last five years, I really dove into understanding how the brain works. I studied neuroscience. I got certified as a brain health coach. I was reading lots of very dry scientific papers to try to figure out because I'm very much one of those. I'm logical, but I also have the prophetic understanding. I'm like, God, what are you saying in this? neuroscience and the world is talking about this piece. And then the Bible talks about this piece, but surely God's a God of order, right? He doesn't do things in silos. So I really, you know, over the last sort of 18 months with, with the research I've done, the courses I've done, and even some of the content I've taught is really helping make it more practical of what it means. So when we say renew your mind, it isn't just some cute bumper sticker you put on your car. It actually, there's a neurological part of our brain that needs that uh, processing, what we call rewiring or retraining. And we have a term for it, it's called neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity, which is what the scientific um, world talks about, the ability for our brain to regenerate itself. So you don't have to live with the brain that you have. You don't have to remain a condition of your past circumstances. You can change your life by changing your mind.
0: Right, right. And, And the fact that science does line up, you know, I was I went to um, a conference I'm actually wearing the shirt for right now, <laughs> um, put on by my publishing company and they were they had scientists scientific side they had um, the counseling side and they they had like five people on this panel talking about this very subject and it's something that I think we really need in our world right now. Um, and and that refreshing of what does new and renew really look like and really mean. And when God, like you said, you take communion again, sometimes every morning because we can screw up every single day. And so if we actually embrace his mercies are new every morning, that comes with the renewing of the mind, you know? So perfect. I love it. Um, you also had said that, that you're on book number 10. They come like, kids and really it comes you also kind of typed into it comes with the more you're learning and the more you know and go oh this is another thing that fits in that and oh I need to continue this and that um you want to talk about that process some more
1: definitely well as I said writing books is like having babies because you know you get all excited when you find out yeah I'm writing a book and then the noisiest sets in and then it seems like forever that you're pregnant with this idea some books take years, some take months, some take weeks, just depends. But in my case, usually at least a year or two. And then you've got to actually put boots to the ground and actually write the thing. So you go from these ideas, um, depending on the kind of book you like. The warrior to warrior book are, are like all the newbie authors. I want to write a memoir because you want to validate your story. You want to share what you've learned. You want to create a, either a legacy piece or have something as a ministry piece, which is great. But what I soon realized is that if I wanted my my message to reach people, it couldn't be about me. It had to be about the lesson that involves in how it would appeal to my reader. So even then, I even dove into understanding how um, I come from a business and marketing background. So I'm always looking for data and analytics and like, how does this work? And, you know, looking under the hood. And I really wanted to learn, you know, the business of writing books and being an author, not just, hey, i do one and then wonder why nobody's buying it, right? Because I really feel and I know personally that I've benefited in my own life from people's books, you know, ministry tools, learning tools. And I feel like books are, are assets that outlive you and they go beyond where you're at, but they're only written in the, in the moment now of what you understand. But that's why I'm a, a you know, I'm a multi-author. a multi author i do not you know, I, I consider myself a career author. I'm writing as part of my career that I know from, till I take my last breath, I'll be writing stuff. And every book will be um, an upgrade to the previous one, because I've learned the process. I understand my audience better. I understand what I want to say. And each level that as I I learn something, I grow and I realize, okay, this is important. Um, This is what I need to do. And because I've got a lot to say, like, I can't shove this all in one book. And why would I want to be just about one book, right? So... You know, being book number 10, and I've tried and, and, you know, different avenues, and I'm finally feeling like I'm getting my own system under my feet. Like I know what works for me. Like you, I'm actually a speaker more than I'm a writer. So I actually will create content, speak it out, and then turn it into written form. I mean, I can write and I I understand right. writing process, but again, I realized, you know, what is the best way to get this message across? And we all have our own ways of speaking, teaching, sharing, talking. Some of us are more nurturing. Some of us are more teacher. I mean, all the gifts, right? We talk about the gifts, apostle, teacher, prophet. And I realized I had to stop trying to be what I'm not and had to stop comparing myself to other people, like their platforms, their email size, their reach. Because I've realized in this process of writing books, that even in my own little corner where I was, you know, crying and sweating tears with the Lord, and I don't feel like it it had a big impact. People have reached out to me over the years and said, Hey, you know, that book really changed my life. And I have to think and get a bigger picture and say, if it, you know, I'm not happy just to touch one person. I want to touch millions. But how you do that is with starting with one person. So one person reads it and then they give back and then they turn around and they equip others. And that was, is what I feel is so important. So this book, The Unstick Your Mind is really focused on um, mindset. It's called Unstick Your Mind, uh, Shift Your Mindset, Develop Grit, and Break Barriers. And I write it from a Christian world uh, worldview and viewpoint, but I involve a lot of the science because I did a lot of research because there's a lot of like, people who would boohoo a lot of things like, oh, that's cute. The Bible says renew your mind, but what does it mean? So I've gone and take, taken this to the bank and done a lot of research and said, actually, this is why God says you need to do this example power of words the way you speak to yourself and the way that little that little tape that goes on in your head is super important because what you say and you have words have power right it connects to your brain and your brain hears the words and your brain is like a computer you know the brain itself is a hardware but the programming is the software like what we've heard what we've been taught beliefs values um experiences and uh, environment as well, DNA, genetics is also another big part, you know, generational stuff that gets passed down. Um, all of that stuff is really affects us uh, living it out. So I hope in, in some way that, you know, the little pieces that I could put out there, and this one is particularly aimed for people who are feeling frustrated, like, I'm stuck, I don't feel like I'm going forward, and I, I don't know what to do. Too many options, I feel overwhelmed. What's the first thing we can do? And how do we take those baby steps? So I've really written it to, um, to make the the dry science so much more engaging and, and practical because I I like lists. I like do this and do this. And this is how you make it work.
0: You know what? I, I just love the, that about the dry times because I think that we get into something that seems like, oh, yay, the fruit's finally here. And then it's like two pieces and you thought it was going to be thousands. You know? And you're like, Oh, we're going back to the dry season. already! I'm ready. <laughs> that's why I said it's important to find all the material to support, to keep us. So my big heart is that, that women go in their calling and that they continue to do, whether that is writing or um, adopting more kids or, you know, whatever it is out on the actual mission field, going to Africa. I don't know where God's called you or what he's told you to do, but no matter what the journey is, it's hard. And you go through those dry spells and you go through those, am I really making an impact? Am I really changing the world? God, because you said I was. And to highlight the one person at a time and remember it matters for just the one, you know, I um, had a heartbreaking thing at the end of my book. Um, talking about like your book comes out and you're like hoping it's this legacy that other people are going to be able to stand on and move forward with. And um, they're like, oh, your story at the end of this book is really reminding me of Moses. And basically all I heard is you get to talk about your promise and never see it. <laughs> like That's where I'm like, yay, I let everybody to <laughs> you get to just like wait on this promise some more. <laughs> and it's the truth. It's the God honest truth. That's what you're literally saying in all of this. But it was like, even if it takes you dying and, and, and Joshua to pick up what you started as foundations, will you still be Moses for others? And those of us that are writing these books are saying, yes, yes.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I I think that's, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I think this is one of the most underrated um, concepts that we don't talk about enough is expectations and disappointments. And what I mean by that is, you know, God gives us a promise, and we know we're going to do something. But we have these unrealistic expectations of, like, let's let's say, writing a book. Like, of course, I was the same way when my first book came out. It's just such an important message, and I know it's going to do awesome. And it's this whole build up and excitement of writing the book. And of course, there's lots of companies out there that'll get you to pay lots of money in the hope that you will be this best-selling author. And then I always say to my my friends, and I've actually helped them. Um, my, my, my old marketing company actually helped publish other people's books, and I always say to them, "You've got to be prepared for um, the downer. Like once you've 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 all this excitement and build up, especially you have the launch going, and then you, yay! I want to get bestseller, and you're like, yay! And we we kind of have this misconception that it's going to it's we're going to forever be riding the top of the wave, but that's not how life works, right? So the idea with books is you have to see them as legacy pieces, or even anything you're doing in life. And I've had to learn this the hard way: is that if I keep waiting and staring at the seed in the ground, hoping to grow while I'm watching it, I'm going to waste an, an opportunity. So that's why I just keep writing more books. I don't get hung up about whether it did or didn't do well. Like even, for example, the Warrior to Warrior book I wrote in 2018. I mean, it did okay, like when it came out, no, no big shakes. But it's the five years subsequent to it being published, even to me, it feels like such an old season. It's still helping people and it actually sold better the longer it was online and the more reviews I got. And I I realized it's not necessarily about the one thing. And I think so many of us uh, us have these uh, unrealistic expectations of when God thinks uh, as a promise, like you call it the fruit, right? We think we shake the tree and we're going to get all the fruit to fall down at once. Well, we're not equipped for that. We're not mature enough to handle that. It's like, I'm not going to give my 13 year old the keys to the car. She's got to learn to drive. And only when she can learn to drive confidently, will I let her drive independently and on the highway at speed, like, I am not a responsible parent if I give her everything she wants when she wants it. So sometimes we have to readjust our expectations and, you know, that like God is blessing you, but he's giving you what you need, not what you want. And at the time, and sometimes I think, okay, girl, you're having a pity party. He's definitely not going to reward you with that kind of behavior. How about you learn the lesson so you can move on? So I think we need to readjust our expectations and not, and not to say like, give up on it, but almost like lower your expectations of what you're thinking in your mind. You don't have to be on stage and all these roaring fans and this whole get rich quick overnight success stuff d- is doesn't work. Doesn't work in the world. Doesn't work with God. He, if you look at nature, he works in seasons. I have yet to see a uh, spring bloom in the middle of winter. And we often despise the winter seasons thinking, oh, got to be here. There's no growth. I don't see anything. Everything's dead. It's just uh, blah but we don't realize that that's a germination period. There's still growth. We just don't actually see it. And I don't know about you, but I do not want to live in a harvest season all the time, having to do all those. Things. That's a lot of work, like having to pick the you know, the flower. If you talk to any farmer, it's a lot of intense work in a short piece of time, but they've put in the work before that to prepare for that. But after that, they also need to have a season of rest. And I think we just have to stop fighting the flow. Like the flow of God is seasons, you know, there's a there's a, there's a a dead season. not even dead. It's at what I would call germinating season. Then you have a little bit of growth. You start to see a little bit of the seeds coming out in the buds. Like here, where I'm living in North Carolina, the buds have started to bloom and the pollen's out. Like you could see it like this yellow thick smoke and um, cloud of plumes in our area. And I'm like, I sure hope that doesn't last forever because, you know, with the allergies and all stuff. But I'm looking forward to summer too. But then by the end of summer, I'm like, okay, I'm done with the heat. Can we have some, can the fall and the autumn please come? So I think we need to readjust it and ask the Lord, where are we? What season are we in? And a season he told me, he gave me a promise for maybe a few seasons back. If we're still holding on to that, expecting God to come to bring that to pass, because he said that one thing we need to ask, is this still for today? Was that an old season that's expired? Because there are promises and seasons in the Lord that have an expiry date based on where we're at. Some of them are forever but you have to know where you're at. Like, is this just a season for now? And even in neuroscience, we talk about going through the process. You can't fight the process. You will keep yourself stuck if you keep hanging on to the past or hanging on to the future. Like I'm only going to be happy when this comes to pass. So here's a really explicit example, like my worry to worry book. I wrote it during one of the hardest seasons when I was dealing with one of my child children who was in a mental health crisis suicidal depressed all the things and i tried it, all the things to fix it and to me I, my biggest struggle with publishing the book i said to the lord would we haven't had we haven't had like a resolution like well, there isn't a the end happiness a happy ending i still published that with the, with the hope that it would be resolved right but i felt god in that season said no you need to write it and publish it now because it's where you are now And five years later, I still haven't got the exact result I wanted, but I've started to see the Lord move and change in my child's life that he's definitely out. There's things brewing that I can't see. And God has not given up on that promise that he will be saved and delivered and healed. I just can't put a a, a deadline on it. I've just learned to like sort of say, okay, God, you've said it will come to pass. This is one of those forever promises that God doesn't want anybody to perish. And I'm like, you say it in your Bible and it's in the word. So I know that's for real. But other things along the way where I felt that I was passionate about, whether it was ministry or who people I was serving or things that I was doing, um, had a beginning and an end. But I've realized I need to be able to go through the process and to realize where I'm at and when I'm at so then when God can be ready to move me, because the worst thing for you to be is to remain stuck and to refuse to move because you feel like you need some sign because God doesn't give us a big neon sign. Believe me, I've asked for them. They don't come. <laughs> they come in a little like, watch this podcast or read this book or go speak to this person or watch this movie. And you're like, oh, okay, okay, I'm getting it, getting it. It's more like a breadcrumb treasure hunt. God loves to do those things. That's part of that seek me thing. You know, if it was that easy, everybody would be doing it. So, yeah, it's all a process and just trust the process and go with the flow.
0: I love it. Of that I talk a lot in my podcast about seasons and it was a struggle I had to say to my husband. Actually, I was reading about rest because God had kept throwing me back into rest and like taking things away. And I'm like, what am I missing? <laughs> what am I missing about why I have to be still and why I have to have winter in my life? And I finally asked my husband, what is it, for his perspective, what is good about winter? And he was like, It's planning time. And I was like, uh ah okay, I can take that. I can roll. I still get to be doing something. Cause I did see winter as like a timeout and almost a punishment, you know? And so to understand it from the farmer and from all the things that God gave us in parallels, he is giving it to us in nature over and over again. And so actually my podcast for next week is about, um, a spring. And every time the spring comes of how I love embracing what God can be revealing in it. So it's called like frogs and frogs and green beans. (laughs) That's cute. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, other things that I wanted to, one thing I want to speak over you, um, there's a ton of things that you have released in this podcast that I'm like tagging this person, tagging that person and know some of the struggles that you nailed on the head that is going to super encourage them. But um, an encouragement I felt that God wanted me to give you back is the grit. And um, I've not heard anybody but myself use that word as like, hi, this is what we're going to talk about today <laughs> you now in the Christian realm. And um, I had done like a grit and grace piece about how much you, you fight and you, and you bring in that grace and you fight and you bring in the grace. And, um, it was on clubhouse. So it was just, I just allowed a prophetic release to happen in it and, um, did not expect the amount of tears or like the fight that I really felt going into it. But of course, if you name it grit that's what you're going to be. But we're moving into a new era where Christian women had been Oh, well, we just sit and pray and they talk in this mouse voice and this is what the pastor's wife's supposed to look like and this is what ministry looks like and, this, and we're not those people and we're not and we're rising into this new era that's like, woman, warrior, wake up and that's what really drew me to you. It's like, I have felt that my whole life to just be a fighter and be like, I stand for justice. I stand for reality. I stand for, you know, things I see God doing and I need to say them like, I cannot hold my tongue back any longer and that's not my fault that's not me being <laughs> ungodly you know and so to find people of that same breed basically or that that rising up I just want to encourage you that you were before your time but we are the world is getting more hungry for this and I I see a lot of women who have stayed outside of the church walls because they were afraid to be accepted because they were such warriors and God's mm-hmm. going no. I need you to reach back and get all of them who have not been willing to even call themselves a Christian because they looked this way. And there's this whole other place. We haven't even brought these women in who feel this and need this. And so I just, I wanted to speed that over you.
1: Thank you. you I appreciate that. Because it is. I mean, I'll be honest and say that's one of my biggest struggles is always to feel like I've had to dilute myself because I'm all too much or I'm too extra. Or a woman doesn't say that. And like I have always been very vocal. And ever since I was a kid, um, I'm very much like a Joan of Arc of causes. Like if I see some injustice, I'm going to go. Pray and slay. Like I am not going to be let, taking this attack laying down. I will come and come out swinging and fighting. Like I always say to my kids, by the time I get to heaven, I want to get in there where I've got, you know, bruises and scrapes and I've got the dirty face and I've got all the, all the you know, I'm carrying all the loot and I've got people who've come with me and I'm dragged them out of hell. And I'm like, we did it. And I don't care if I'm like exhausted in a hot mess. I'm not, you know, I am don't care about my manicures and my outside appearance. I'm like... I'm going to fight, and the thing is, uh, I think a lot of us fight in secret, and we don't see the fruit of that because we're not like, you know, out there as much. Even like, for example, being online, like a lot of people in my my past business, I used to be a professional photographer, and I used to teach video, and I've you know pulled myself back from being very like visible because when you're going through these these deep seasons of being in the cave, like. Like even David, when you, you know, like, God, you've given me this promise and you said, I'm going to be king one day, but this doesn't look like it. And people are trying to attack me. And believe me, I've been attacked lots of ways, even from people in my own family. Like when I wrote my book and like, you know, making, oh, lots of gaslighting and, oh no, that's not what happened and whatever. And I had to learn to just let all that stuff go. Because if I was waiting for outside validation in what the, the world seems as, yes, good job. You're doing a good job. Keep continuing. I'd realize that I was missing the whole point. So the way that I switched my whole thinking is I'm always thinking like I'm connecting. Heaven's right now watching us. We're on the big screen. They're all eating popcorn, watching us, cheering us along. So if I have that whole audience and the cloud of witnesses who are watching me every day, even the things I do in secret, they, are, they know what I'm up to. So if I have a stinking attitude and stinking thinking and allow myself to fall into the traps of mix, believe me, I, the first one to admit I'm a major recovering, recovering people, pleaser and perfectionist. It was really hard for me to let that go. But I have more of a kingdom-minded where I think, you know I will know this in reverse. When I get to heaven, I'll eventually see what that meant. So when God said, phone that woman, give her a copy of your book or write this book or do this thing or go speak to this person. I don't know what that seed will grow, but I'll only know once I get to heaven and we get to watch our, our, the movie of our life and get to see it. Because I just think this whole life, we like living in a movie. We are characters in a story. And mm-hmm. if you think about those who have gone before us are watching us and cheering us on. So, you know, we're not, you know, you know, you watch those movies, you're like, he's behind you <laughs> and the audience can see it, but the character's like, what, what, what? I don't see anything. <laughs> so I like to have more of like a, a, a spiritual vision of like, okay, I know these angels around me. I might not be able to see you. I can sense that God, what is the plan? Like, what's going on? Like if the audience who's watching me had to yell at me some, you know, help me along if it was more theater than a movie. What could they do? <laughs> so I always have that sort of like kingdom mind and see our life as if we are making a movie. We are we are recording things every day. They're from a responsibility as well as as a record. What can I leave behind for somebody else? Like even my children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. What are they going to learn about me? And what legacy do I want to build? And not just for me and not, not a legacy to say, whoa, so fabulous. It's kind of like, the the I love to see it as multiplicity. If, you, if one seed can make can grow a whole vineyard, right? So I, I kind of think we need to shift our thinking in that way and that it's not just about me, it's not about today because we have a lot of uh, people who've come before us in our family lines who had to fight the hard fight too. So we wouldn't be here where we are today if they weren't faithful. So we just have to like put that in perspective that it's not about us, but it is about what we do that affects the grand scheme of things. And that, you know what that also does? It takes the pressure off you realize, okay, it's, I don't have to do this. This is all God. God's got to work through me. So he knows I'm going to show up today, do my thing, do what I need to and move on and then go and, you know, relax. And uh, yeah, it, it, but it, you only realize this in reverse. So as long as we can have that faith and we say, okay, Lord, I'm just trusting you. I can't see right now. I feel like I'm in the middle of a storm and everything's just, my eyesight's blurry. I can't, what is this? What's going on? Um, the best thing to do is just drop to your knees, get in that prayer position and Z, you know zoom yourself up and imagine yourself up in the throne room like okay thank you bring it on give me give me, give me, give me rejuvenate me give me some you know <laughs> heaven's juice so I can go back down and uh, and and fight the fight of the, of this good laugh. so hope that's an encouragement
0: yeah I definitely like the whole movie screen thing you know I was thinking about the podcast I wrote re- that I spoke recently I did one of those can I call and talk to this person about it and get encouragement can I talk to this no you just want me to talk about it? fine podcast (laughs) to this and put on about feeling when the enemy's trying to put you in that corner again and I was specifically in my daughter's room and I was imagining like yeah there were people up in heaven eating that popcorn going that's right girl get that say that (laughs) you know nobody else is there I can I I really I really appreciate that analogy another thing that I want to go back to that you um keep highlighting into is that you're really called who you're called to and that's all that you're responsible for. And really God's bringing those people. And and you can't focus on those naysayers, whether they're coming from family or they're coming from um, who you thought was gonna be your audience. Like, it doesn't matter. You're called to who you're called to. And I really like the whole vine thing because I'm like, lodge is in my same like row. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and we're putting off the same fruit and someone's gonna pick it up. And that is good. <laughs> so I'm just loving all of this. Is there anything else that you want to um? Wrap up to say, remind people where to come find you, what you got next to oh, me yeah, online.
1: Sure. Well, yeah, I mean, if you find today's word encouraging, definitely come connect with me online. Like The best place to find me is on my website, which is mimikakuni.com, and I'll spell that for your audio listeners. It's M I M I K A. C O O N E Y.com. And I have a bunch of goodies. Like I have a free download called eight tips to supercharge your mindset. I have a free training. You can see a list of my books. Um, I even have little goodies that if you sign up to my email list, you get these free behind the scenes. I have a lot of every week I send out an email out with some um, with a blog post or a uh, or a YouTube video that I love creating. And also subscribe to my channel because I I coming I come out with a lot of regular um, video content. And then, yeah, if, if you find If you read one of my books, I'd love to hear from you as I said, you know, I have quite a few coming up, like this one that we're talking about is coming up in May, the Unstick Your Mind. It's actually part of my mindset series. So if you want to know what we were talking about, you can grab the first part, which is the, it's actually a little smaller book. It's an intro. If you're in the USA, you can get the ebook for free. It's the Mindset Makeover. Um, And that actually is also amazing how that story came about. I literally just did a, a one hour webinar and then on this topic to sort of see if people were interested in it took the 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 audio and then re-transcribed re, it and rewrote it in a book format and put it on Amazon. And today it's still my bestseller because it's just, the, the the information is just so relevant today as it was back then. But it's a good taster for people who've maybe, maybe not considered their thought process or their mindset. Like what does renew your mind mean? Like, what does it look like? If maybe my life isn't what I want it to be, maybe it's got to do with the way I'm seeing things, right? So I'll definitely encourage them to go and reach out and get those resources. Um, and I'd love to hear from them. Connect with me online. I'm on everywhere social as Mimika Cooney. It should be fairly easy to find me. And my favorite places to hang out is probably Instagram. Um, is where I'll get posts. Um, and then of course, YouTube. So come find me online.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much. And I look forward to um, being sisters in this and meeting each other and books coming out together and all that God did within this podcast. I know so many will be encouraged. So thank you for your time, Amika. You're welcome. Okay. Okay. Did you not just love that she said heaven is eating popcorn while they're cheering us on to our victories? And like heaven sees, heaven knows they're, they're rooting for you. Oh my gosh, guys. That was just like the biggest uplift for me of those times that I feel like either something came against me or I'm just feeling down that, you know, you're watching the movie and they know the end of it or they know pieces or they see like the bigger side of what God's doing. And they're going, no, 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 don't get sad. Don't get sad yet. Go, just go outside. You know, have you ever talked to the movie screen and want that, that scene to change? Cause you know what could happen if they do, or if they don't go in there, you know? And so it's just a reminder that even when nobody sees, somebody sees because God sees and his whole kingdom is rooting for us to do what he has called us to do. And i just going to leave us with that happy little note. She had so many other nuggets. The conversation got even better after this. I suggest you guys go find Mamika Kuni on her YouTube and find the rest and the back end of what she may have released because this conversation did get better and better as we just continued to visit on the back sides of things. I might even... Do it as a second podcast somewhere down the line. But for now, her book is on its way out in May. I did see that pre-orders are already up. So we'll put a link in the description and make sure that you guys get every access to that. Check her out, Mamika Cooney. Thank you for tuning in to Kendra De Carol. God's Yes Girls. I hope this blessed you. I hope it's helped you pick up the reins to where God's calling you to go right now, today. Maybe even just to lift your face because of knowing the cheerleading things squad that's up there in heaven for you. I just pray over you guys. I pray blessing. I pray hope. I pray fresh breath to continue to go in the way that God has called you to go. Goodbye.